0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Real Estate Podcast, the intersection between the latest trends in real estate and its impact on our everyday lives. We're your hosts, Alex Norman.
1: And Jamie Blonde. And you've come to the right location. The real estate starts now. In today's episode, Oysters in New York, How Oysters and Innovators Return to New York City, we explore the intersection between oyster consumption and location and how one company is making the experience easier, more accessible and more enjoyable. Today's guest is John Nicholas, the founder and CEO of East Hampton Shucker Company, which has invented a market disrupting device to open oysters faster and safer than any other method. In addition, is focused full-time on converting a marina into an oyster farm in East Hampton, New York. John, welcome to the show.
2: Welcome to the show, John. Hi, Jamie and Alex. Happy to be here.
1: So, John, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, I live in East Hampton, New York and New York City. I've known you guys for a really long time. I worked on Wall Street for about 20 years and I came out to the Hamptons to have a change of pace.
0: That's awesome. So for our listeners, what exactly is an oyster? An oyster is the common name for a number of different families of saltwater bivalve mollusks that live in marine or brackish habitats. The bivalves have have been a staple in American dives dating back to well before Europeans stepped foot on the continent. An oyster shell mound known as a midden left by the Tamuka in North Florida has shells dating back 600 to 2,500 years ago. They actually used to put their homes on top of these mounds to keep them safe and dry. A brief history of oysters in New York. You know, oysters have thrived for over a thousand years in the waters around New York Harbor, keeping the harbor clean thanks to the oysters' natural filtration abilities and serving as a food for the Lenape peoples who once lived there. When Henry Hudson arrived in 1609, there were some 350 square miles of oyster reefs in the waters around what is today the New York metro area, containing nearly half of the world's oyster population. By the 18th century immigrants to what is now known as the New Amsterdam, referred to Ellis and Liberty Islands as Little Oyster and Great Oyster Island, respectively. The oysters were so ubiquitous that in the book by Anne Huck Lawson called Gastropolis, Found and Food in New York City, claimed that the very poorest New Yorkers had no other substance than oysters and bread.
1: Over-harvesting, the expansion of the city's shoreline with industrial materials, and a serious lack of waste management contributed to the depletion of the region's once-abundant oyster beds. By 1927, the last of the New York City oyster beds were officially closed for business. New York City's oysters had become too contaminated to eat. However, in 2014, a citizen science project called Billion Oyster Project launched with a long-term goal of adding 1 billion live oysters back to New York Harbor to repair its ecosystem by 1935, started off. Given that a single oyster can filter 30 to 50 gallons of waters a day and the city's waterways being far from pristine, this is a worthwhile goal.
0: There are actually many types of oysters in the U.S., John, what are some of the oysters in the U.S. and where do they come from?
2: Well, you have the Gigas oyster, which is on the West Coast, and you have the Kumimoto oyster, which is also on the West Coast. You have the Olympic oyster, which is also on the West Coast, and you have the Atlantic oyster, the East Coast oyster, which is all the same variety from Canada all the way to the Gulf and only grows on the East Coast of the United States.
1: Well, it's interesting. These as the oysters got depleted in the New York region, and I'm sure in other regions in the world, based on the on um, pollution and things, before we started reclaiming the oceans and and, and the and lakes and, and cleaning things up, it seems like oysters became a rich person's food, like a, an exotic food that that is served in the nicest restaurants. When it really it originally was a food for the masses. Where are we today in the industry, John?
2: Approximately 30 billion oysters are consumed around the world. There's been a huge resurgence of interest in the oyster. Many more oyster farms have started. Young people are enjoying oysters. There's more oysters on uh, menus and bars and restaurants. Uh, the youth loves the product of the oyster, which is fantastic.
0: Well, you know, it's funny because most things that are luxurious are scarce. And at one point, when oysters were prevalent, more people were eating it, or you could actually go into the bay and probably pick it out uh, and, and eat it right from the dock. Where there's been overfishing over the years has caused scarcity in, in, the, in the space, and thus it's more of a premium than it used to be. And so you can go to a restaurant and you charge $4 an oyster, which is insane. And so that probably was the, the shift between the mass and the luxurious. And then you're saying now that potentially we have the opportunity to see more, uh, more oysters on menus and more oysters pretty much everywhere. But I'm more curious and backing up a little bit, John, why don't you get into this business? I mean, you went from being in finance now to being an oyster guy.
2: Well, I, I've been around oysters a long time, you know, ever since I was little, I would go gathering oysters with my dad out in East Hampton. We would get clams and oysters out here. Uh, I've enjoyed them my entire life. And uh, I was fortunate to be out in East Hampton where you can get some of the freshest, cleanest oysters in the world.
1: By law, an oyster must be sold in the shell, closed, which is why it's so important to, get, to be able to open them safely and, and, and quickly and enjoyably. Uh, what What is the problem with shucking and 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 why did you think there was something worth worth pursuing there?
2: Well, I was younger, and throughout my whole life, I struggled to open oysters. I mean, they're they're difficult to open. They don't want to be opened. I cut myself many times. Uh, many people did. And uh, I thought maybe there was has to be a way um, to simplify uh, the process of opening an oyster. The current methods of using a towel and a glove are dangerous um, and uh, difficult. So I thought for many, many years, you know, uh, the problem is your hand is too close to uh, the knife using a mesh glove and towel method. You know, why don't you separate your hand from holding the oyster? And that was the genesis of my invention. So like a steak, right? Yeah, you don't use your hand or fingers to hold down a steak when you cut into it. You use a fork to safeguard your fingers. The same safe concept. We used a hinged handle to keep your hand eight inches to a foot away from the knife. Your hands are safe and it's fast and easy.
0: Well, no, that's very interesting, right? Because I mean, certain trends demand certain innovations. And I remember just only a couple of years back before the pandemic. When avocado toast became the big thing, and what was happening is that everyone was getting basically cutting themselves trying to pull the the pit out of an avocado, and they basically, I, I it happened to me, it happened to pretty much everyone that I knew, and when I went to the hospital to get stitches, they're like, oh yeah yeah, it's it's the thumb, you know that thing, it's the avocado cut, so of course. I know, advance. You know, three, year, you know, year later, year and a half later, all these inventions that come out about how to get, how to get a. It's avocado. called a spoon, but anyway. <laughs> well, right, no, but you have to get the, <laughs> put the knife in the in the pit and turn it in order to get the pit out. Anyway, moral of the story is it like problems beget innovation, and particularly around a natural product like an avocado and an oyster, uh, there, there's opportunities, particularly when they become popular and in, on trend, which is basically what you're saying here, right, John?
2: It was my goal to make a product that will allow oysters to be easily uh, consumed, both at the home and the hospitality market. And uh, in the United States, less than 1% of the population can open oysters, while in France, it's close to 60%. So I felt there had to have been- No wonder they keep winning all those wars- better, that's an
0: amazing that's an amazing fact one percent in the u.s which is 60 what is that you know they've always said that the french are more productive than americans i i i can't believe it but it sounds like from an oyster's perspective they they
2: well, they love oysters there. <laughs> I mean, they're crazy about oysters. They also use a sharper knife to open the oysters, which causes uh, which leads to some more injuries. You know, my device is is my device is for safety. it's It's to provide a simple, safe, and easy tool to open oysters at home, okay? And my goal is to separate your hand from the knife. If your hand is not there, you can't stab yourself. Take your hand out of the equation. And once your hand is not there, you can apply more force to the oyster because your hand is not there and without the risk of stabbing yourself. That makes them much easier to open.
1: So describe your products, John. What what, what does uh, East Hampton Shucking Company provide uh, out there in terms of suite of product?
2: Well, we have uh, a... Our basic model is a hinged model, uh, which... Uh, holds down the oyster so you can use a sharper, more efficient tool uh, knife to open the oyster. Uh, we also have a, uh, we have this um, the shucker available in different materials. We have it in teak. We have it in plastic. We have it in a metal bracket and we have a commercial version which opens clams and adds food grade. We also have a platter that. Uh, allows you to enjoy the oysters on a bed of ice without the risk of uh, melted water. There's a bowl uh, that captures the melted water below, and the oysters always sit on a bed of ice. So we also have uh, uh, other products such as condiment bowls, neoprene mats, everything for you to enjoy oysters at home. How did you
1: protect that property with intellectual property rights? I mean that must sounds like it must have been a, an an endeavor in itself.
2: Yes, we I focused on the intellectual property from the beginning. I during COVID, I invented the Shucker. I invented actually 46 different devices once the whole process started and I patented them all and I just received my utility patent on the on all 46 devices, which I'm very excited about, and we've just applied for a PCT in 20 of the oyster-consuming countries around the world. So I'm um, I'm very I'm, I'm feeling fortunate about our product. We also have a nice pipeline of new products that will be released in the future. There's springs, there's rack and pinion, there's sleeves, and all different directions, all different angles. Yeah, one of the, one of the things that I love about your product, John, is the fact that um, it 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 solves two things
0: with an oyster for me it's about how it looks and how it tastes um if you chuck an oyster perfectly it comes out beautiful because you're not you're not putting in a knife and disrupting the the the, the constitution and, the, and you're, not, you're not going into the meat and garbling it up and number two right uh when you open an oyster it retains all of that juice So it adds more flavor to to the oyster. So in a lot of ways, your product is actually doing something that a highly skilled professional will only be able to do. Now you're providing that for pretty much everyone. So everyone can chuck a perfect oyster, basically. And what I love about it is that you're kind of bringing sexy back to oysters. And let me tell you, oysters need some sex appeal. (laughs) I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) Besides the aphrodisiac qualities, Alex, is that...
0: I get sex appeal from
2: eating one. I'm talking about the oysters. I mean... The liquor is what the water inside the oyster is called. And our product's goal is to capture as much liquor uh, for the for you to enjoy because it adds to the flavor of the oyster. If you don't have the liquor in the oyster, you're losing out on the flavor profile of the oyster. Also, the oyster shouldn't come mangled, okay It should look like a poached egg and not a scrambled egg. So with I have invented another knife called an adductor knife, which cuts the adductor muscle and flips it over so the oyster looks pristine and a poached egg in all of the oyster liquor in the show.
0: Now, I don't want to get you in trouble, but I, I, I do want to find out what is your favorite oyster, right? And when we talk about the different types of oysters, in America at least, we recognize that oysters have different flavors. Some are sweet, some are salty – And some are from the north, more accessible, perhaps, on the east coast than they are on the west. So there's a lot of different variety. And what what are your favorite oysters?
2: Well, I love the oysters from the northeast of of the U.S. Those are my favorite. They have more mineral content in them. They're more flavorful. Um, I grew up eating them. You should also try the West Coast oysters, too. I mean, I am favored towards the East Coast, and I love trying new oysters from around the world. But I just love the, the, the mineral taste of the East Coast oyster. Well, it's,
1: it's interesting. You said, I grew up eating them. I think a, uh, it's, it's human nature that the things you grew up with, whether they're candies or the, the favorite foods you were cooked at home, as you get older, when you eat those, it's not just the flavor that you get at the moment. It's also the memory that's, that's, that, that, it re, that, that it triggers, I think. Um, speaking of horses, you mentioned the, you mentioned the mineral taste. Am I correct that oysters are extremely healthy to eat? It's not just a question of sexy and tasty and all that. They're actually very good for you. Is that not the case?
2: Yes, they're, uh, they're really sustainable natural food. You know, we're blessed to have oysters. Uh, they're, they're easily uh, renewable. They don't need any inputs to grow them. There's no feed. There's no fertilizer. There's no chemicals, just algae from a serv- certified harvesting area. And they are the most sustainable source of animal protein in the world. They have, uh, you know, they have a huge concentration of zinc and B12, along with many favorable amino acids. They're high in protein and low in carbs. And they're extremely good for you. Yeah, they're extremely good for your immune system.
0: You know, I, I would talk about eating oysters and now I'm getting hungry. Um, I'm sure our listeners would appreciate what are the best ways to eat an oyster? is it do you do you chew it? Do you swallow it? Do you add stuff to it? What's the best? I
1: don't way? know about you, Alex. I I love adding the horseradish <laughs> and the and the vinaigrette and all that. Um, I don't know if you're a purist or not, but for me, I love adding that enhancement.
0: I think I think a, a, I'm definitely a purist. For me, I, the the less the better, right? I feel like I'm eating a bowl of horseradish soup. Well,
2: uh, I'm fortunate. Uh, that I'm in East Hampton where there are a lot of oyster farms providing local product along with, you know, a huge increase in number of oyster farms on the North Fork of Long Island. And, you know, to get a local oyster that's just been harvested within a day or two uh, is just tremendous. It really tastes different. You should, um, you know, I prefer just to drop a lemon on them and um, I like to slurp them. And with all, all the oyster liquor in them, without in a poached egg shape, take two or three bites and then let it explode in my mouth and then swallow. And then it makes me feel happy.
1: Yeah, you've mentioned before that there's something about an oyster, right? That it brings a certain happiness. They can't really figure out what it is. Tell us about that.
2: Well, throughout history, oysters, uh, more than other clams or uh, mulch or or mussels have been uh, prized and favored. There's something special inside of them. After you eat them, you feel better. You know, I'm not getting into the uh, aphrodisiac quality of it, but just your overall health, you will feel better after you try an oyster. I also recommend just starting with the small to medium-sized oysters and leave the large oysters uh, for baking. Do not eat those large oysters. Also, don't eat an oyster that doesn't come with oyster liquor or it looks mangled. Just send it back.
1: It was interesting. You said don't eat the uh, uh, do it this way. Eat it that way. There's a, a fancy restaurant I don't go to that doesn't have some new new iteration of how they're cooking the oyster: fried, Rockefeller, raw. It, it seems like it's endless.
2: That's true. This really also on our website we. Uh, east hampton shucker we highlight different chefs recipes from baking to different sauces so you can check that out but yes you should you should try to be an oyster connoisseur try oysters from different places try them with different sauces try them with different methods each time you'll find a different experience Um, and that's my suggestion
1: what are you doing exactly in terms of oyster farming
2: well i have a uh I have a marina here in East Hampton, which I'm converting into an oyster farm. And uh, I will be able to grow several million oysters here, which I'm very fortunate. We have super clean water. We have uh perfect algae growth. We're close to where the pecanic meets the Atlantic. So we have fresh supply of new seawater and we have a tremendous, uh, we're next to a uh, nature reserve. So you get a flavorful mineral content, but uh you, uh, my, my project here is also to help the environment by adding millions of more oysters to the waterway. We hope to add or replenish this creek and uh, cove with the different uh, plant lines, other animals, other mollusks, other, uh, we don't know what will come about uh, with the conversion of our marina into an oyster farm. So we're looking to see what happens.
0: The work that you're doing has a profound impact on the economy, right? I mean, I, on one hand, you're putting oysters out into the wild. You're harvesting, so it's cleaning the water. The water's already clean, but it's still providing, I'm sure, uh, an ecosystem impact in that in that area. Uh, at the same time, you're harvesting that those oysters for consumption, so people have uh, access to um, to more food. Um, but you're also providing a new source of nutrients and proteins uh, for people in the community. So maybe the air, people in that surrounding area will be healthier. Um, you also have a business. And there's also commerce associated with it. So you're opening up shop and you're, I'm sure, retail and, and, uh, and wholesale. So in and of itself, the work that you're doing is providing new economic opportunities for not only the region, but it also could be utilized across other parts of the country, right? I mean, it seems like a really interesting way to get into a business
2: that can uh, be sustainable and actually help. Right, we, we view our oyster shucker as an environmental multiplier. We think it will encourage more people and to consume oysters because how easy it's gonna be both both at home and the restaurants. And we think that if more oysters are consumed, more oyster farmers will put more money into putting more oysters in the water, which will clean more water everywhere, which is, you know, a good thing. More oysters in the water helps everybody. You know, it's funny because when I go to an an oyster
0: restaurant or a seafood restaurant and sit at the bar and I look at the guy that shucking oysters. And he's the hardest working man in show business. I mean, he's out there, heads down. You know, it it looks like he's he's working really hard for like a dozen oysters, right? And I just feel bad for him. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, how many oysters can he shuck in a night? And it almost seems like there's a limiting effect to the amount of oysters that we can consume. But it sounds like your device changes that. And not to mention the fact that there's also... Um, the home market, right? I'm I'm not even considering having oysters uh, at my house because I don't want to shuck oysters. So that opens up a huge market, it sounds like, both on the commercial side and the the, uh, residential side.
2: Right. Well, our product is so easy to use and requires such little training compared to the traditional methods of opening oysters. You could, uh, if you're For a restaurant, you wanted to serve oysters, even occasionally, or happy hour, you could have five of these lined up in the back of your kitchen. You could train your kitchen staff how to open them. For happy hour, all the orders come in at once. You can open all the orders with the kitchen staff, and when happy hour is over, you just put these back on the shelf, and everyone goes back to their job. Everyone's happy.
1: Well, you're it sounds like you're integrating the supply chain you're 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 farming the oysters, you've got the sugar. all you need now is a restaurant and to serve the food.
2: Yes. <laughs> I have a restaurant to serve the food the blend but you know I'm I, I, my oyster production is small compared to what's out there. and uh, we're trying to encourage other, we're promoting other oyster farms. We're very ecumenical towards helping other oyster farms. It's not just about our oysters. You know, our oysters are very you know, small amount.
1: Well, we had author, filmmaker, environmentalist, Bill McKeever on our show. Definitely see that there is a trend here towards more, um, towards using the oceans to improve the environment, to improve our lives, to clean the waters. And it sounds like what you're doing is helping in that regard.
2: Right, he is going to be filming a uh, the change of our coastal rehabilitation of our marina as it changes to a oyster farm. So he's going to capture, uh, document the uh, visual aspects, and we also have scientists that are going to be studying the uh, biological aspects of the change. Hopefully, um, we're going to see some great results, and hopefully we can encourage other marina owners to convert their marina into an oyster farm.
0: Wow. It sounds like you're the Bezos of the oyster business. I mean, you got it all covered. I can't wait for the for the e-commerce
2: site so I can buy
0: my wealth fleets online.
2: Now, look. Oh, I, we'll
0: think- be, I guess we'll be eating oysters in outer space soon.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can go to our website, uh, www.easthamptonshucker.com, and you can see the video of the oysters being opened, how easy it is and how safe. And we'll be uh, open for sale. The, the products will be available for sale very soon,
0: yeah. Listen, I can't wait for um, oysters and oyster shuckers to be available at the uh, the target near me. But look, I, I I think what you're doing, what you obviously we had Bill on a couple times because we love love what he's doing with the ocean. um the the vision that he shared with us uh, around the opportunity to feed the world, from the ocean sustainably was pretty profound. And I think it has a really uh, interesting impact on how uh, accessible these sources of foods and proteins are for pretty much everyone. And I think that the 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 difference between the, the product, right, the oyster and the kitchen table, uh, that journey from one to the other has been the gating item, right? And I think what you're doing is you're Kind of lubricating that transition, so people get more oysters more of the time, and uh, and you know they taste great. So I think that's really the the delta, and I think you are part of um, what I would imagine to be is you know, the future of of our of our civilization. So thank you for your service.
2: Yes. Oh, you also you know but. By purchasing oysters and consuming them at home, you can get them at a much lower cost than than in a restaurant. So I highly encourage a trend towards uh, consuming oysters at home.
1: And uh, again, what is that website, uh, John, for people to go to, to, uh, to purchase the product and get more information?
2: Yeah, Easthamptonshucker.com.
1: Terrific. Listen, we want to thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, congratulations on taking an idea from nothing to fruition and all the effort you had to put in to design, to get approved, and to produce this product. Uh, I look forward to seeing it when I go out. I'll be telling any restaurant where I see a poor shucker, to Alex's point, working working, and sweating away, I'll explain to him that there's a solution and here's where to go to get the owner to get it. Uh, we want to wish you all the success and you're welcome back to come on the show anytime.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jamie and Alex. Thanks, John. You've been listening to The Real Estate Podcast.
1: Give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. Check out our website at therealestate.co and let us know if there are any new topics you'd like to hear
2: us address. We love hearing your feedback. See you next week.